0: go to Hebrews chapter 2. Right now, Hebrews chapter 2 in your Bible. We're going to read verses 1-12. through And this morning, I want to to speak to you about just the need for salvation. Uh, We live in a world today where I mean, it's more wicked than ever, in my opinion I guess, and you would think the need for salvation in people's lives would be more evident than ever, but yet Many people don't recognize their need for salvation. And sometimes, and listen, you might be good church-going people, but you know what? There's good church-going people that need salvation. And I challenge everybody to pay close attention and really search your hearts this morning because this gift of salvation is not something that you want to miss out on. And sometimes people, they... Are going for it in the wrong way. They think that they're going to be they're okay because they go to church because they're doing good things, and that's not going to that, that just doesn't cut it. But I want us to look at Hebrews chapter two, and then I want to try to answer a couple of questions that often get asked by people that cause them to really struggle when it comes to salvation and the things of God. And I hope I can be a help in this area to you. But Hebrews chapter two verse one says, "Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard." lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense, a reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him. I want to stop for a second. I want you to notice how these angels that are mentioned that sin and how God dealt with them. One thing that we see throughout the Bible is that God deals with sin. He God deals with sin. I know we don't take it real serious today, but God does. God hates sin. And He mentions this what happens there in the beginning, he asks that question, how shall we escape? Why would anybody think that they are going to escape punishment for sin? And that's what salvation is. It's escape from the punishment of sin. That salvation is what we need. And you're not going to escape judgment unless you receive that gift of salvation. And then let's keep reading. Verse 4, God also bearing bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him. I know man today we really think we're something we really think we're great. We think that just because we've Excelled and we've gone so far with technology that we have this superior knowledge. But you know, the psalmist had it right in Psalms 8 when he said, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Why would God pay any attention to us? Not only are we not that great, we are that bad. And that's a mindset we ought to have. And he mentions that. He's, he's quoting a verse... From Psalms here, Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownedst him with glory and honor and it set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became Him for whom all are all things, and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons unto glory to make the captains of their, captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church while I sing praise. Unto thee, we see some great verses in here about salvation, about Jesus Christ, who tasted death for every man. Jesus Christ, He's the Savior of the whole world. He didn't just die for a select few; He died for the sins of the entire world, for your sins and my sins, and our sin. There's consequences for our sin, and the consequences are severe, and we see that in the Bible. And you know, there's the Bible, throughout the Bible, from the beginning to the end, there is a lot of talk in there about judgment. And I listen, I'm not, you know, I'm getting ready to give you all the gospel. I'm getting ready, to, the gospel means good news. I'm going to get ready to give you some good news. And people love hearing good news. But you know, sometimes to get the good news, you have to know what the bad news is. And here's the bad news, folks judgment's coming. Judgment's coming on this earth. And if you are lost today, judgment is coming for you. Severe, horrible punishment. Brother Tommy, that's not popular. You know, this you know this makes people feel uncomfortable. You know, we're just supposed to talk about love and God is love. We're going to get to that part. But one of the reasons we know God is love, the way God proved His love for us, is by revealing just how bad we are. And unfortunately, we've got to talk about that part too. The reason salvation is so great a salvation is because what we're being saved from is horrible. And I would be a poor excuse for a pastor and a messenger of God if I did not warn people about what's coming and how bad your sin really is. But you know, many people ask the question about God because you know they watch a lot of TV preachers and unfortunately most of them are about making the money and stuff and they don't like to talk about some of this stuff. They like to talk about the flowery, feel good. God has love stuff. But you know what? The other part's there too. And the people ask the question, would God really judge the world and send someone to hell? Would God really do that? I mean, this... God that's so loving, this Jesus Christ who loves the little children, all the little children of the world. Would He judge the world? Would He send someone to hell? Well, go to Second Peter chapter two, verse one through nine. Would does God punish sin? Is God going to punish sin? Well, the truth is God has punished sin before, and He's going to do it again. And and God tells us about, reminds us of the times that He punished sin before. So we would realize that He will do it again. Look at Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, "...but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." Damnable heresies. That's pretty strong language right there. That's pretty strong words. But let me tell you, False doctrine, false teaching teaching can lead somebody to a false assurance of salvation which will cause eternal damnation in hell. And I, I know that's, that's kind of scary sounding, but the Bible said that that would happen. And that, that very thing is happening. People denying the Lord. Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe that He was really God. That's denying Jesus. That's denying who He was. Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I don't believe He's the only way to heaven. That's denying Jesus. That's calling Him a liar. He said He was the way, the truth, and the life. They'll say, well, I believe in Jesus, but I believe you have to work to get to heaven. That's denying the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. Those are damnable heresies. And they're being taught. The Bible said that would happen. And it says in verse 2, And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. I remember somebody asked me one time about a false doctrine that was being taught. And they said, well, listen, if this isn't true, then how come so many people are teaching it and so many people are following it? And I said, well, I'm remembering a verse in the Bible that says straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in there at. So, I don't know, it seems to line up with the Scriptures. To me, if everybody's doing it, we might want to rethink what we're doing according to the Bible. So I definitely wouldn't base what I do off what the masses are doing. Because many are going to follow their pernicious ways. Verse 3, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Basically, their their judgment is coming. I mean, it's right there. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world. So God brings up when He cast down the angels that sinned. God punished the angels. God spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person. The world was so wicked and full of violence before the flood. God destroyed all all the world then except for Noah and his family He said if God he gives that example um the eighth person, the preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and he gives another example in verse six, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that should live ungodly and delivered just Lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. When Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, when God destroyed it, when God rained fire and brimstone down before He did, God got Sodom or not God Lot. And his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah because they were righteous. God got Noah and his family into the ark before judgment came. But because why? Because they were saved. They had received that gift of salvation. They were righteous. But God judged the rest. God judged those who had, did not listen, who disobeyed. God judged those who sinned. God did it before. And then he goes on, and if you read the rest of that passage, he talks about the day of the Lord. We read about the day of the Lord that's going to come. One of these days, God's going to destroy this whole world. And He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. But God deals. He's dealt with sin before. And He's going to do it again. And therefore, I think the answer to would God really judge the whole world and send someone to hell, I think yes is clearly the answer to that. Yes, yes. Is clearly the answer. We see this. I mean, when God, you know, does anybody know the location of Sodom and Gomorrah today? It's it's got a body of water by it, known as the Dead Sea. Nothing's living in Sodom and Gomorrah today. No, no city's ever been rebuilt. I mean, that place was cursed when God destroyed it. He destroyed it. For good. When I went to Israel, we got to go over and see the Dead Sea, and you know it's it's not a beautiful area over there, and there's nothing living in that water. It's too full of all the junk and minerals and things. I remember, you know, I went and I put my hand in the water, and I you know they said you can't drink it. I remember I made I'll I, I see what it tastes like. I just touched my tongue, my I put my finger to my tongue after putting my hand in that water. It was horrible. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, the the water is just so full of minerals and things. People just float on top of the water. They're just out there floating, and uh, it's it's a very dead place. The Dead Sea. God dealt with it back sin back then, and He's going to do it again. He said He would. Also, in Second Peter chapter three, verse three. It says knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. When you talk about judgment, what do you get? Psh, scoffers. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No, God wouldn't do that. Just scoffing. They don't give you any bible to back this up. They just scoff. They're walking after their own lust. You know what they're doing? They're telling you what they want to hear. They're telling you what they want to believe, not what the bible says. They're telling you what you want to hear. Listen, there's people out there. They're slick. Okay? They know what people want to hear. They know how to make people feel good. They're masters of that stuff. And they don't mind lying if it'll get the crowd, if it'll make them popular. But that's not what we're doing. Verse 4, And saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the Word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, They're ignorant about the flood. Scientists today, they don't want to admit there was ever a great flood of water that covered this entire planet. They don't want to admit that. Why? Because if God judged the world with water like He said He was going to do and He did it, then that same God who said someday He's going to judge the world by fire is probably going to do that too. And they don't want to admit that, and they're willingly ignorant. It goes on and talks about areas where they willingly are ignorant. God really does judge sin. God judges sinners. God's going to judge this world. And so then the other question that comes up then, when you start talking about judgment, when you talk about you know, I mean, God raining down fire, fire and brimstone and Sodom and Gomorrah. Do those people really deserve that? That sounds a little harsh. When you talk about a place called hell. Where the Bible says the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, that the 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 punishment's an eternal punishment. The smoke of their torment is sendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day or night. When you talk about that, it scares people a little bit. And they'll ask the question Do I really deserve that? That sounds kind of harsh, doesn't it? I mean, boy, Somebody live, Let's say you live a hundred years. You live a hundred years of sinful life. Do you really deserve eternity in hell? What if you live ten years of a sinful life? Do you really deserve an eternity in hell? Sounds a little harsh, don't you think? And people will a lot of times say, no, that can't be. God's too fair and that's not fair. Have you, have you ever punished your kids before? And they're like, that's not fair. That's not a fair punishment. Well, you know what? We do that with God all the time. And the reason I believe we feel that way, there's a few things I want you to look at. And that is, no matter how good you think you are, something you've got to understand that everyone has to understand is that you fall short. You fall short. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Y'all mind if I give you an illustration right now? This this is uh, something my dad used to do. All right, I'll, I'll have Jason come on up here. Jason, he doesn't mind getting in front of people. Jason, come on up here. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna. I got these two songbooks here. I want you to stand behind that songbook right there, and I've got another songbook over here. All right, and this is. I'm standing right here, facing that way. This is us over here. This is man in its simple condition. This here, this is hell. Now on the other side. That's heaven. That's where we've got to get if we're going to make it. Now, Jason, on your own, I want you to jump over hell and into heaven. All right? Go for it. All right? Do your best. Come on. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Hey, he made it a little more than halfway. But where is he going to end up? (laughs) He ended up in hell. Sit down. All right? right. Come, he's coming. You're a little older. Come on. He's over there. He's always bragging. You know, better than Jason. All right. Like a lot of Christians, I'm, I'm better than this person. All right. Let's see if you can make it. All right. Go for it. Oh! Not quite. You know what? He stepped over. He cheated too. All right. Now, now, he made it farther than Jason. But where did he end up? He ended up in no. hell. All right. Now, I tried. But no. I, I might make it through my illustration. No. <laughs> but let's But you know what? Let's just say... You know, I try. And I make it, and I just I land right before that. Where do I end up? I end up in hell. Now do I get to look back at those other guys and say, Ha, I made it farther into hell than you did? No. And the truth is, the way to heaven is sinless perfection. Keeping every single law that we see in the old testament. Now don't raise your hand, but has anybody in here done that? Well, I hope nobody would think to raise their hand on that one. I really do, because I'm here today to tell you that all have sinned and come fall short of the glory of God. You might think you're good, but you still fall short. You fall short. So, yes, you do deserve it, but it's like, oh, but but wait a minute. No, still, I might fall short, but I'm still not that bad. I don't deserve that much punishment. But listen, we think that way because we compare ourselves with others instead of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, For we dare not, don't you dare, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Comparing yourself to other people is a bad idea. We can look at ourselves and we can compare ourselves to other religions and say, you know what? We follow the Bible a lot better than they do. We're, we're better people than them. You could look at your neighbors. The Bible says that's not wise. We dare not do that. Don't compare yourself with other people, because you know what? If you compare yourself with other people, it's going to be real easy to get to feeling good about yourself. Because guess what? People stink. (laughs) I mean, people are terrible. You don't think so? Just watch the news and listen to the horror stories that they report on there every day. People are terrible. Well, I would never do those things. You've done your share of sinning too. Maybe you didn't do any of the big things. Maybe you've never made the news, but you've still sinned. You still fall short. And the truth is, because we're so used to each other, we don't see sin as that big of a deal. We don't feel that bad. I mean, have you ever, you know, it, it would be like, you know, if, if I was at a pig farm, okay, we went and visited a pig farm not too long ago, those places smell pretty bad. After I left there, I was a little worried I might smell, you know, like that pig farm. And, you know, and if I went and I was around a bunch of people that had just bathed, just wore cologne, I probably would stick out. But you know what? The truth is, when we were all there, I pro- we probably smelled, but you know what? Didn't notice it. Why? Because all of us smelled. And if you're in the company of other people who smell, you don't really notice it, do you? Why? But, when you get, if, but if you're around clean people, all of a sudden maybe you're a little more conscious about it, and they're definitely going to notice you. But you know, when you all stink, it doesn't seem that bad, does it? Last night... We ate at Fazoles. And after eating at Fazoles, you smell like garlic. And we wanted to go over to the mall. And I was like, but we all smell like garlic. And I'm like, yeah, so what? But you know, and the truth is, as we walked through the mall, people might have been able to smell us. But you know what? In our van, in our house that night, we might, if you came over, we might have smelled like garlic. But you know what? We didn't notice it amongst ourselves because we all ate it. We all smelled like it. And we all reek of sin. And therefore, we've gotten used to it. Have you ever been in that house before that you thought, how do these people live in there? It smells so bad. They've gotten used to it. And we've gotten used to our sin and we we make the mistake of comparing ourselves with other people. And you know, in the Bible, whenever you saw people or whenever people would get in the presence of God, you know what would always happen? They would feel dirty. They would feel horrible about their sin. And Isaiah chapter six, you can read a story where Isaiah he is just he's in the presence of God, and he falls on his face and he says, "Woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips." If you and I could, if we could just get in the presence of God, we're gonna realize just how bad we are. It's gonna be revealed to us. I mean, if we if we if we saw God, it would kill us. We couldn't handle it. If you go back and you read in the book of Exodus, um, Exodus chapter... I'm not going to take time to read the story. um, Exodus chapter 34. Moses, he goes up into that mountain and for 40 days he fasted. For 40 days. He's not eaten. I believe the Bible says he hadn't even drank water. Now, you don't live after 40 days without food or water. But he's up there in the mountain probably near the point of death And God is about to come and He's about to give him those Ten Commandments. He's about to be in the very presence of God. And the Bible says that when God came by, God told Moses, you can't look at me, it will kill you. And the Bible says that when God came walking by, Moses, he hid in the cleft of the rock and God put His hand over there as He walked by and He allowed Moses to see the back part of God. He got to see the back part after seeing the back part of God, after Moses for 40 days, he you know fed, I mean, his flesh is pretty much dead. But he was allowed to see the back part of God and when he came down off that mountain, the Bible says that he had to put a veil over his face because the people couldn't even look at Moses because his face sh- it shone, the Bible said. His face was shining. And just the holiness of God that reflected off Moses' face, those sinful people couldn't even look at it. They couldn't handle it. Cover your face. They couldn't stand looking at His face after that just from seeing the back parts of God. Also, if you're reading that story, The Bible says that they... uh, I wish we had time to read through all of it, but God had told all of them to cleanse themselves and not to come with their wives. He he told them, cleanse yourself. And nobody go near the mountain. Nobody even touch the mountain. Anybody, Even an animal touches the mountain. They're going to die. And then the Bible says that after that happened, that there was a trumpet blown. First time a trumpet's ever mentioned in the Bible. A trumpet was blown. This is just my personal opinion. I think there was an attempt at the rapture taking place. God wanted to gather His people. But you know what? It didn't work. And God wasn't like, what happened? He was trying to show them something. Because God blew that trumpet and they didn't all appear in the mountain with God. You know why? Because they were still sinful. And after that happened, God gave Moses that Old Testament law showing man, this is what you have to do to get to heaven. And you know what? They weren't able to do it. And God gave them years and years where they tried keeping the law. Why? To show them that you can't keep the law. And then finally, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, He came to this earth and He died on the cross for our sins. Jesus Christ paid the price. He paid the full penalty of our sins and if you've accepted that gift of salvation, the Bible says we've been washed in His blood and that His blood cleanses us from all sins and someday there's going to be another trumpet that blows. The Bible calls it the last trump. And when that trump blows, you know what the Bible says is going to happen? We're going to be caught up together with Him in the clouds. Amen. And we'll meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's going to happen one of these days. And we're going to be with Jesus Christ. And then in Revelation, in Revelation chapter twenty-one or twenty-two, after it's all said and done, after the tribulation is over, after the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ, until the Bible says, then in First John it says, no man has seen God at any time. know nobody's ever seen the face of God. Nobody. So, First John, no man has seen God at any time. And someday in Revelation we see after it's all done, after everything's done here on earth, after Satan's been loosed for a little season, he's going to deceive many. And one more time, God's going to have to judge people for sin. There's going to be a great white throne and everyone who's died, who did not get saved, they're all going to be cast in the lake of fire. And after sin has finally been dealt with, we'll be in our glorified state, we're going to be in heaven. The Bible says, and we shall see His face. Amen. We're going to see God in all of His glory. And I'm telling you, right now, we can't even imagine what that's like. This God that we're talking about is a God whose holiness is beyond what our simple minds can comprehend. Our sin that we we commit, it is so much greater than you and I can imagine. Once again, we're comparing ourselves among ourselves and many people think our sin's not that big of a deal. But let me tell you something, if your sin wasn't such a big deal, then why in the world did Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, the Holy, righteous Son of God, why did He have to die such a horrible death? I mean, when you th- really, when you say that you don't think that you deserve hell, you're basically saying that what Jesus Christ did was for nothing. That death that He died on the cross was a horrible death. Why did it have to be so horrible? Because our sin is that bad. Did you know if I died? On a cross, the same way Jesus did, it wouldn't really mean much because I deserve every bit of that. I deserve every bit of that. That's me just getting what I deserve. But Jesus Christ, He didn't deserve it one bit. He was holy, He was righteous, and He died on the cross for your sins. He paid the penalty of sins, and He wants to save your soul. And you know, people like, you know, when it comes to judgment, You say, no, I don't don't believe it. Then why in the world would God let that happen to His Son? You say, well, that's not a loving God. Yes, it is a loving God. That loving God loved us who are sinful beyond what we can imagine. God loved us enough to allow His Son to come and die in our place. And you know what? You can neglect that great salvation. You don't have to accept that gift of salvation, but I'm here today to tell you if you refuse that gift of salvation... Judgment is coming. There is a place called hell. Did you know that Jesus mentioned hell more than He mentioned heaven while He was on earth? He did. He talked about judgment that was coming. He talked about the day of the Lord. That time is coming where God is going to pour His wrath out on this earth. And I'm here today to tell you that I don't want to pay for my sins. Especially when it was already paid for by Jesus Christ. And the Bible says all we have to do to receive that gift of salvation is acknowledge that we're sinners. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You've got to admit that you're a sinner. And you also, you have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. People say they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe His words. They don't believe that His sacrifice was for their sin, they they still don't think they're that good. You've got to understand that your sin is bad. He was a holy God and He paid for your sin. You've got to believe on Him. You Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He died for the sins of the whole world. And He said, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That includes everyone in here. If you will just admit, admit I'm a sinner, I deserve the judgment that's coming. I deserve it. If you will admit that, if you will call on the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, if you will call on Him for salvation, He will save you from your sin. He will come into your heart. His Holy Spirit will be a part of your life. He'll dwell in you. He'll change your life. But you've got, you've got to, He doesn't force that gift on anybody. You've got to accept it. You just, that's all you have to do for a gift is you just have to accept it. nobody can make you take a gift. And God he's offered that gift to to all. And you know there may be one here today you've never received that gift. Maybe you, you've never done that. Boy, if that's you, we'd love it if you talk to talk to me after the service. Talk to any of us. We'd love to take the Bible and show you. I mean it's it's the plan of salvation really is simple. All I remember when I got saved, I remember the Lord spoke to my heart. I didn't want to go to hell. I knew I was a sinner. I knew that it was Jesus that could save me. And I remember just as a little child praying. The Bible says you have to have the faith like a child. And I just prayed right there by my bedside. I remember and I, I asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins and to save my soul. And I believe He saved me that day. And one of these days, I'm going to be in heaven with Christ. Because my sins are covered by His blood. You're never going to hear me bragging about me going to heaven because of anything I've done. It's nothing I've done, it's because what Jesus Christ said. All I did is accepted the gift that He's offered everyone. And if you've not accepted that gift, I hope you'll do that today. So let's all stand together right now with their heads bowed, eyes closed.